It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. We all seem to have that inner critic inside our heads. I have a committee, the itty-bitty shitty committee. You know what I mean, that nagging voice or voices in my case that knocks us down and drags us down the road of self-sabotage and self-neglect. A strong, positive sense of self-esteem is your first step to anything you wish to accomplish. Discover who you truly are that gorgeous, talented, fabulous woman who deserves recognition and unconditional love. You know the most beautiful thing any woman can wear is confidence. Here on Confidence in Bloom with the Divas That Care Network, I, Tina Spolatini, speak with women living in their own self-confidence about who they truly are, how they found themselves, and how they care for themselves. Today I'm speaking with my friend, Linda Sunshine West. Linda ran away at the age of five years old and was gone an entire week. She came home riddled with fears and in turn became a people pleaser. At age 51, she decided to face one fear every day for an entire year. In doing so, <clears throat> excuse me, she gained an exorbitant amount of confidence and now uses what she learned to fulfill her mission of empowering five million women and men to write their stories to make a greater impact on the planet. Linda Sunshine West is the founder and CEO of Action Takers Publishing, a speaker, 19-time number one international best-selling and award-winning author, executive contributing author at Brains Magazine, executive film producer, and red carpet interviewer. Welcome, Linda. Hi, Tina. I'm so glad to be here. I'm excited to talk about fear. (laughs) Yes. So I'm going to start with, um, you ran away at five years old and was gone for an entire week. You need to please explain that. Okay. Well, thank you. First of all, thank you so much for having me. And, you know, as I look back at that time, you know, as a five-year-old, I didn't remember a whole lot of the story myself, but my mom shared it with me, you know, later in life. And I ran away because, you know, I grew up in a very volatile, abusive, alcoholic household. And at five, I took a stand and I said, I'm not going to live in this house. So I literally ran away. I was gone a week, and I just went to the neighbors, so I was safe. And my mom knew where I was, but here was the thing that happened. I, as a five-year-old, didn't know my mom knew where I was. So I believed, and I, when I came home, you know, I believed deep down to my core that they didn't come to get me because they don't love me and they don't want me around. So that instance, you know, that incident that happened at five years old ended up, you know, creating a lot of who I became for many, many years, you know, the people pleaser, the person who was riddled with fears. And it was a lot of it was just from that one incident in my life. So, yeah, it, it's um, interesting because as I started thinking about this later, is how did that one week shape me? How did I let that one week shape me instead of coming out and saying, you know what, screw them and stuff. I was, I just like uh, fell deep within myself and became riddled with fears and let it control me. 
Well, and you were at that prime age too, where we, like, we are a sponge, right? And so we believe all these terrible things, right? Because of what we mm-hmm. see. We don't. I mean, at five years old, you're not old enough to understand. And then, of course, you were in a, an, an environment that you never felt safe to begin with. So mm-hmm. I, I can see, and the fears just grow from there. Yeah. Now, yeah, you, I already have the fears. Also, Right. Well, fear, unfortunately, comes, you know, no matter what age you are. But I think as we get yes. older, we learn how to handle it better because we understand, you know, the logic behind what our, what we're thinking and, and how we're acting for most people, not yes. everyone, I would think. Um, you right. also took a year to face one fear every single day. I want to know more about that. Yeah, that actually came up kind of randomly, but are there really anything, is there really anything that's random? You know, I, at age 51, I was driving to work. Um, my 36 years of working in the corporate world, it was my 49th job, and I was working for a judge in the Court of Appeals. Uh, by the way, I never got fired. I, w- I always quit those jobs. So my 49th job, driving to work, and I was just going through the, question you know, I'm 51 years old stuck in traffic like I had been for 36 years and I just started pounding my hands on the steering wheel and just saying what is this all about why am I here I have no value I don't even understand why I'm here on this planet I don't provide any value for anybody these were my true beliefs about myself and I was just like as a matter of fact why is this whole planet here why are we here this is ridiculous, you know, and I was just filled with this anger as I was pounding my hands on the steering wheel. But when I got to work that day, there was a Facebook post from a woman that I didn't know, and it said, I'm a life coach. I took some time off. I'm getting back into it, and I'm looking for five women who want to change their lives. I didn't know who she was or what a life coach was, but I knew one thing. I wanted to change my life. So I ended up working with her for five months, and this was in 2014. Worked with her for five months until um, about December. Well, December, I'm by myself. I don't have my life coach anymore. But I learned a lot from her. I learned a lot of great lessons, and she helped me tremendously to grow and grow and grow. And I got addicted to the growth. I got addicted to positivity. You know, I had lived in negativity for 51 years. That environment that I grew up in, I carried that environment around inside of me for 51 years. And my life coach introduced me to positivity, uplifting, motivational, inspirational. She introduced me to that, and I got really addicted to it. So in December, when I was by myself without my life coach, I grew still. I still made changes and shifts, but I noticed it wasn't happening as fast as with working with her. So on January 1st, 2015. I don't do New Year's resolutions because I break them every time, but that morning something was different. I said, you know what? I have so many fears. I'm going to break through a fear every day this year. And I started that journey not knowing what was going to happen, what results were going to happen. I didn't have a plan. You know, if I, I say, if I did have a plan, this was it. It was that every morning. I will wake up. The first thing I'm going to do before I even get out of bed is I'm going to ask myself a simple three-word question. And that was, 
What scares me? Then I would lay in bed and wait until the first fear popped into my head. Whatever the fear was, my commitment, commitment to myself was to break through that fear that day. And I did that 365 days in a row. Talk about change and shift. It was exponential, exponential. And I'm so glad I did that because it was literally the hardest and the best year of my entire life. Wow. <laughs> um, I, I'm, that just amazes me. I've heard, like, you know, someone once told me that um, to get out of your comfort zone, you need to do something that scares you every day. I mean, obviously that's what you were kind of doing with different, you know, it wasn't necessarily to get out of your comfort zone, but it was for growth. Right, and we don't grow if we're in our comfort zone. Uh, I, I'm yeah, going to say there were days. Oh. Sorry, there were days that there were like small fears, like you know, um, like for example, you know, going outside during a windstorm, or um, you know, there was a, a bug. I'm terrified of spiders, so I will not cross. I kind of turn into a block of cement if there's a spider in front of me. Were those the kind of fears that you found yourself doing more, or were they all fairly big, um, significant fears? Yeah, so I, I'm going to address that. First, I wanted to talk about the comfort zone. So I, what I realized is that every time I stepped outside of my comfort zone, what actually was happening, I like to look at things from like, how can I twist that into a positive take? And so what I realized was happening was I was actually enlarging the size of my comfort zone. It's not like I stepped out of it and stepped back in. No, I stepped out of it, and when I stepped out of it, enlarged just a little bit. Now, I might step back in, but at least it was a little bit larger. And then it got larger and larger and larger. So every day, I was just enlarging that size of my comfort zone. So as far as the fears, you know, they were, they were random. One thing I realized is there's, um, there's an acronym for fear, and that's that false evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real. I was brushing my teeth about three months into breaking through these fears, and I said, false evidence appearing real? No, 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 no. My fears are as real as real can be. They do not appear real because to me, they are real. So I came up with my own acronym, and that was that faith erases anxious reactions because when our faith is strong, our fear is weak. So when our fear is strong, what does this mean? It means our faith is weak. So what we need to do is tap into our faith when we're experiencing fear, and it will help us to move forward. Now, it's faith in ourselves, faith in our circle of people who support us and motivate us and uplift us, and faith in God or whatever your beliefs are. Like, I believe in God. So for me, it's faith in God. And so these fears, when they showed up, didn't matter. Like small, large, medium, the size doesn't matter. A fear is a fear. So what may be, like to you, you said, you know, spiders. There are some people who love spiders, and they might look and say, why are you scared of spiders? That's ridiculous, you know, because they're not scared of spiders. But you have a fear about them. So that fear for you, I might look at it and say, that's a small fear. And somebody else, and you, might look at it and say, no, 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 no. My feet are like cement and I cannot move. That's how big this fear is to me. So your fear, like when people tell us, like, you know, minimize or diminish our fear, 
they're telling us that our fear doesn't mean anything. So I say, no, a fear is a fear. Your fear is real. It's real as real can be. And my fears, they were things like attending a networking event, talking to a stranger, walking up to somebody and saying, I really like your outfit, like just complimenting somebody. That was a fear for me. And what I recognized about six months into these fears was that the vast majority of my fears stemmed from the fear of judgment. And then I looked at that and I said, why? Why do I have such a tremendous fear of judgment? Which, by the way, is the number one fear worldwide. It is the number one fear, the fear of judgment. And then I looked back at my past and I said, ah, I grew up in a very volatile, abusive, alcoholic household. My family was judgmental. I became judgmental, which therefore, in turn, made me fearful of judgment. Yeah, that makes it makes sense. It's unfortunate, but it does make sense, right? Mm-hmm. Because you think the entire world is what you like. That is your world, your home life, and so yeah, yeah. you would think that the rest of the world is the same as you. So when you when you went through this year of beating up your fear or breaking your fear, um, what else did you learn about yourself? Because, I mean, you, you never just, you know, learn your comfort zone. You're going to learn something more deep within yourself. Yeah, oh, my gosh. I learned, I learned so many things. Um, one that I'll share right now is that I learned that I am actually a smart person. See, my ex-husband on a daily basis told me I was stupid and ignorant and people were only nice to me because they felt sorry for me. That year, why it was so big for me is because I learned so many things about myself that I am confident, I am smart, I am brilliant, that I am a leader, I am a pioneer and I do things because I want to do them and people actually like me because I'm a likable person not because they feel sorry for me. So the things that I learned were things that were really instrumental in me being able to make shifts in my life. To say, you know, I have confidence, that was something I never saw. Now, earlier I mentioned, you know, that I had 49 jobs in 36 years. So if we break that, I'll just break that one thing down right there. That's 36 years having at least 49 interviews. That's 49 interviews that I nailed and I got the job. However, during that time, I didn't feel confident. I never felt like I was going to get the job. I didn't know that when I show up for an interview that I show up in this presence that they're like, okay, we're going we're gonna to hire you because I lacked confidence in myself. However, the outside world saw confidence. Until we can actually recognize it within ourselves, it's really hard for us to move forward and to accept it and adopt it as truth. Because my truth was that I was stupid and ignorant. Because that was the truth my ex-husband told me, and I believed him. So what I had to learn through this year of fears is to how to accept that all of those positive people in my life that were saying nice things about me, is to accept what they were saying about me, not what he said. And it wasn't to prove him wrong. It was to show myself 
that that is not who I am. Because who I am is I am a leader. I am a pioneer. There was one of the exercises that um, that I went through during that year that was instrumental in this believing in myself. And I'll share it with you later if we have some time for that. But it's an awesome exercise that your audience can do right now in this moment. So if you want to, if you want to go, you know what? If you want, let's go into that. Otherwise, let's uh, go into that later. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh my God, this. Oh, I'm actually remembering. I got a little like tears in my eyes right now because I'm remembering how much this one little exercise transformed my being of who I am. And so the exercise is very simple. What you do is you make a list of five to ten people that you know, that you know like you and love you, not negative people. Do not do this for negative people. So you you make this list of people, five to ten people that, that you know love you, and then you call each of them and you say this one simple phrase, one simple phrase. You say, I'm working with uh, mine was a life coach, so I would say I'm working with a life coach, but you can say I'm working with somebody who who asked me to call you and ask you one question. When I walk into a room, what shows up? I'm working with somebody who asked me to call you and ask you, when I walk into a room, what shows up? It has to be that exact phrasing because this is what works. So then the person might ask you a question. They might say, what do you mean? And you say, when I walk into a room, what shows up? And then they'll think and they will start answering. They might say one thing. They might say ten things. But you write them all down, all down. So they might say confident, um, fun, loving, jovial, right? So they're going to say whatever they say. You write every single word down that they say. You don't interrupt them. If you didn't have enough time to write one down, don't worry about it. Just skip it. Don't interrupt them. And then when they're done, you say, is that all? Is that all? And then they will either say yes or they will rattle off some more items. And if they say some more, write them down. When they're done, you say, is that all? And you keep asking them, is that all, until they're done. And then when they say, yes, that's all, then you say, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Have a great day. And you hang up. Now, that might be hard for you people pleasers, like I was, but I did it. I did it. You go through this exercise. Now you have all these words that these people said about you. These are things that they see in you that you may not see in yourself. So see yourself through the eyes of others for others see the real you. Now you take those words and you say, they see that I am confident. They see that I am brave. They see that I am smart. They see that I am a leader. They see that I am a pioneer. I'm mentioning these words because these are some of the words that people said about me that I didn't believe. So now you say, if they believe this in me, it's time for me to believe these about myself. And you start saying, I am a leader. I am a pioneer. I am smart. I am brilliant. I am brave. And you start adopting a new belief. It's their belief in you, yes, but you start adopting because that truly is who you are. You just don't believe it yet. 
So just like my ex-husband told me I was stupid and ignorant, I learned to believe that. I can also learn to believe positive things about myself. And that's exactly what I did. So I started down this path of creating a new, new, revised belief system about myself. So I'm here on this podcast today because I went through that exercise. That's, like, amazing. Um, The only thing that I am concerned with is in order for you to truly love yourself, you need to know who you are without going to external resources to confirm. I mean, this is, I mean, I love this exercise. I don't know if I could ever actually do it because I don't, I don't know. I mean, I may try it actually. I did write all the the uh, instructions down, so I may try it. But I'm, I'm just, you know, one of the main keys in self-care and self-love is not to look <clears throat> for external confirmation. We need to know, we do just, to be confident, you need to know who you are. Well, I'm going to debunk that. So was that. this more of a confirmation for you, or was this something mm-hmm. that I need to believe this, so I need to go out and I need to hear it? I need to hear that people see me as someone other than a stupid person. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to debunk that, and here's why. Because I lived it, and I have transformed because of this. So what I recognized about my own self, now not everybody is this way, but what I recognized about my own self is I was always looking for outside validation. But what I was always looking for was negative outside validation. So I needed to shift the way that I, that I thought and I needed to adopt that there are people out there that see good things in me and I need to believe them. Because I couldn't, how can I self-care when all my self-care was negative? I was, I, how can I learn to believe who I am, who I truly am as I walk around on this planet? Because they saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. So how can I self-care on negativity? I can't. And for me, I needed to have that outside validation first. So let me start with that. I say that is I needed to have, I needed to believe in positive people first. I needed to learn how to do that. And that was by saying, oh, this is what they see. I don't see this in myself right now. I do not see this in myself right now. But if it's what they see in me, what they see must be true. So I am going to adopt the positive belief about me. I have shifted my entire life. My entire life shifted in a matter of like that one year of breaking through fears. Going from a person who didn't believe in herself, I thought I was worthless. You know, when I was driving to that, I'm 51 years old of negativity, 51 years of not believing in myself, 51 years of thinking I have no purpose, no reason to be here. Totally shift into a person that says, I do have value, I know who I am, I do show up confident, and, I, and I'm okay with that. Like, a lot of times people think, oh, well, you might, you're bragging or whatever. Well, that, my fear of judgment stopped me from, quote, unquote, bragging, but who I am today, I don't have the fear of judgment of any, anymore. And so I just see myself as stating my truth. This is my true, my true belief about myself. So I, I believe that self-care, sometimes we need to tap into others' beliefs so that we can start to believe that about ourselves as well. Sunshine's not my given name. 
Sunshine was given to me by some people randomly about five years ago. I was at an event. Someone walked in, called me Sunshine. I was like, are you talking to me? Like, why are you calling me Sunshine? And then it happened again four more times within about six weeks. And I said, they see me as Sunshine. I don't. But I'm going to adopt that as my name. And eventually, I will believe it to be true. And that's exactly what happened. So for me, it works to adopt from others those beliefs. Now I've become my own best cheerleader. I'm no longer in that itty-bitty shitty committee because I was there for decades. I'm no longer there because I am my own best cheerleader. And I I truly don't believe that would have happened had I not tapped into the positive beliefs of other people and and created that as my own belief in myself as well. Yeah, I, I love that. I, I Like, I really love that. And it, it just goes to show that sometimes we do need that um, validation from outside people, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Well, you know, one thing I what? do now, like regarding the outside validation, because I know this about myself that I, I um, would look for outside validation, what I do now is when I have a belief about myself, I will actually talk to myself in the third person. Linda, you are amazing. Or Linda, you did a great job. And I do it that way because when I say I am, I I know they say to say I am, but for me what worked was for me to compliment myself as if it was somebody else saying it to me. And this really helped me to move fast. Like my growth, like I said, was exponential because I applied these different techniques to help me do them. That is like that's amazing. That is really truly amazing. And you only worked with a life coach for five months. Like that, right? She was she was great because she turned you over, right? She turned you into someone who knew you could believe in yourself from someone who couldn't at all. Yeah, and you know it's because she believed in me. She believed in me so much, and um, I'm a good student. So I did all the homework assignments. I always called it homework, you know. I did all my homework assignments that she gave me. And um, it was literally that the changes were fast. And I knew this because people would say, wow, you are so different this week than you were last week. So I was doing my homework. I was living it. You know, I was living it every day, all day. I wanted that change. Like I had a burning desire inside of me to become someone who had value, and I did it because I did the work, you know. She was amazing because she knew exactly what I needed every week and what was going to help me to move forward. I love that. I love that. What do you do now for self-care, Linda? Uh, Well, self-care is funny because um, when I hear the word self-care, immediately what comes to mind is, you know, going to a spa, um, you know, getting your nails done, your hair done, and stuff like that. But to me, that stuff's actually pretty stressful because so, it's, I don't know, it's just it's stressful for me. It's, it's who I am for right now. It might change later, but right now it's stressful. So for me, as far as self-care, you know, I will um, still do a practice in the morning where when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I have gratitude and I will lay in bed and just think, like, what do I want today to look like? What does today look like? What am I doing today? What kind of results am I getting? Who am I meeting? And I really just kind of go through a practice of um, what the day is going to look like so I can set the tone for the day. The day doesn't always turn out like that, but at least I start it that way. I set with intention. 
And for me, just that alone, that one piece of setting an intention for, you know, coming here on this podcast interview, I set an intention. And the intention, the intention that I had for this interview and that I do for all interviews is that, you know, Lord, please allow me to say something that is going to impact somebody's life in a positive way that they will believe in themselves and that they will move forward. And so that's like the intention that I have. I don't have an intention to sell anything. That's not it for me. It's about hoping to open up somebody's mind to a new way of thinking. That's all. And so I set my intention for the day. And that, for me, is the ultimate self-care. I'm setting the intention for my life on a daily basis. I, I agree. That, I mean, what, I mean, you can't start your day off on the bad foot if you've already set that intention before you put your feet on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's amazing. Well, I hope, and I, I'm going to assume that, you know, I know that you've made a difference in my life right, just from this little chat here. So I'm sure, I am sure that that's going to spread. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Just tell me a little bit more about what you do for work. Well, I'm a book publisher, you know, getting people's stories out into the world. And the reason I paused on that, I just really like, I I paused on that. And, And the reason I paused on that is because I spent my whole life saying I'm not a writer, I'm not a writer, and I was never a reader. So the fact that I'm now doing book publishing and I'm a 19-time you know, number one international best-selling author, it's really kind of strange for me, and I'm, I'm, still, I'm still adopting that as my own belief, and that's why I kind of chuckled when I said it. So it, it's, um, we do book publishing. We help people to get their story into the world. And our main focus, though, because I love uh, building communities, our main focus is bringing together people in books, like collaboration books. And um, I've been doing it for about six years. The first four and a half years, I just did it for fun. Like I was having a blast and I was having a great time. And so that's all the reason I did it. And then about, um, was it September of 2021, I launched two books, Eight Days Apart. They both hit number one international bestseller status in under five hours. And I said, oh, my God, this is it. This is my thing. Like, I absolutely love this. I've been doing it for free, you know, for four and a half years. I know what I'm doing, and I'm damn good at this. This is what I'm going to do. And that was the decision I made, you know, in September of 2021. And, you know, it's it's been amazing, like wildfire. And, you know, it's I, I absolutely love it, if you can't tell the passion in my voice. But I love pe- sharing people's stories. I think it's really important for us to get our stories into the world. I do. And every single person on this planet has a different story, no matter where they come yes. from. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's amazing. Well, congratulations. I think it sounds like you love your job. Yes. I have one more question. I saw you on Facebook, um, and you said that you wrote yourself a song, and you already made money from it. I did hear the song because you were kind of singing it on this on Facebook. Can you just explain or at least, you know, expand on that just a bit? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for watching that. That was so funny. I First of all, one of the things I'm doing on social media is I'm only posting when I'm inspired. I'm not paying attention to the algorithms anymore. I'm not 
going by all those rules, you know, quote unquote rules that are out there, because I found that to be very stressful and and causing anxiety within me. So I said, you know, I'm just going to post when I'm inspired. So I was having a chat with somebody in like a, a Facebook a messenger chat, and and I was like, oh my God, it's through awareness that we make change, and I know this. I have to have awareness in order to effect change. So I came up with this little song called, I, I have awareness, I have awareness, yeah, I have awareness. And I just started singing that on this video. And about an hour later, somebody reached out to me and they said, I'm in, how do I pay? Well, I had had a conversation with her about a couple of days ago and um, and we were talking about her being in one of our collaboration books. And she was on the fence. She was unsure. But she saw that video, watched me singing this little ditty, you know, something I just made up randomly. And she said, that moved me over the needle and I am in. Like, I'm jumping to work with you. And she paid me 1600 bucks that day. And, you know, it was yesterday. So she paid me 1600 bucks just like that. And it's just because why I showed up as me authentically, 100% doing something that I was having fun doing. I love that. That is so awesome. <laughs> I'm watching it, and I was like, that's so fun. Like, it's fun, and it's, like, real. I, I was like, I mean, I, I could never do that. I would never, ever <laughs> do that on, like, social media. I just wouldn't. I'm just, that's not me. Right? But I right? was like, good for you, Linda. Like, that's amazing. Thank you. Well, well you know, that's fun for me. I've been a, I've been singing since I was, like, four years old, and I love doing it. I'm not the best singer out there, but I love it. And so, again, that fear of judgment that I used to have, I would never have done that in public. But now I just do it, and if I make mistakes, I don't care, whatever. I'm having fun. It's all about me just getting up there and having fun. And I had so much fun doing that, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do seven days of ditties. And so I've asked people to send me one word, just one word, and I'm going to do a ditty about that word. You know, I'm only going to do it seven times. But I thought, you know, I can do that for seven days. I can commit seven days to doing something totally random. I have no idea how it's going to show up. I don't even know if seven people are going to give me words. (laughs) But I'm going to do it anyway. It's going to be fun. Oh, my gosh, I love that. That is so amazing. Good for you. (laughs) Uh, Do you have anything, like, that you're working on right now as far as, personal growth that I think you still sunshine. I really do. Like, I think you're amazing and so positive. But there's, I mean, there's all, they say there's always room for, for growth. So is there anything you're working on now? I mean, you're not fighting the fear anymore, but is there something else that you're working on? Right. And, and yeah, I'm not fighting the fear anymore. Now I, what I do is when I have awareness, I have awareness. I have, <laughs> when I have awareness that I'm experiencing fear, what I say is like, oh, that's just fear. Awesome. I'm going to go do it because I'm scared. So I I do that. But yes, there's something I am currently working on that I've been working on for a while. And, you know, when will it um, shift? I'm not sure. But, you know, I've been married for 34 years. My husband and I, we have a great relationship. But sometimes he just drives me nuts, you know. And so what I'm working on is like, oh, my God, there's, there are a lot of things here and there. But, you know, there's just like some things that are like, ah, ah, and, and I want to get over that because 
It doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve him. It doesn't serve our relationship. I don't need to go into a mental state of like, oh, that drives me nuts, you know. So I'm working on that. And I've been working on this for eight years, okay. I've been working on it for eight years. But I'm constantly working on it because I, you know, there are some, some of those irritations that he does that I have released. So the problem is there's so many of them. So I have a lot of different irritations and I work on them one at a time, one at a time. And it's getting better and better because I'm releasing them. Exactly. And one at a time is probably the best way to handle it because then you get overwhelmed and you forget everything. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I forget, oh, yeah, what was I doing? I was trying to get over all of these irritations. (laughs) Right. And so then you're like, oh, forget it. I'll just be irritated all the time. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, and I did that for years. I don't want that anymore. (laughs) Right, exactly, right? Thank you so much for joining me today, Linda. This was amazing. I love that you are the sunshine, and you are spreading that light to everyone that you you are in contact with, and I love it. Um, tell our listeners, please, where they can find you on social media. Tina, thank you so much for having me today. I truly appreciate it. And again, you know, every opportunity I can you know, to share my message and you know, hopefully help one person to think something differently, especially related to fear. I'm always honored and blessed that I have the opportunity to do that. You can find me at actiontakerspublishing.com. That's actiontakerspublishing.com. We are on social media, you know, all over the place, Action Takers Publishing, as well as my personal, um, all of my personal social medias are Linda Sunshine West, and that's L-Y-N-D-A. LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse, you know, you name it, I'm over there. Awesome. I think you're incredible. Spread your your sunshine. Thank you so much for joining me. Confidence in Bloom is a celebration of self-love, a confirmation that you are an amazing, desirable, brilliant, gorgeous, talented woman, even though you may not look like a screen star or a supermodel. The truth is they don't even look like that. We offer unconditional love to our partners, our children, our extended family, even our pets. It's high time we got out of our own way and learned to unconditionally love ourselves. Chic definitely does come in every shape. So if you want something to believe in, start with yourself. If you'd like to be a guest here on Confidence in Bloom and chat with me, contact me through Instagram at infobloomstyling or email me at tina at infobloomstyling.com or through the Divas That Care website. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, And of course, on divasthatcare.com, where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.